2017, a crack Namsoft unit formed a supergroup to create the most immersive Vietnam experience. These men promptly escaped from the normal pickup gameplay to the Milsim Underground. Today, still wanted by the community, they survive as producers of fortune. If you have interest, if no one else does it right, and if you can come correct, maybe you can join the Bay Team. It's me, Herbert, and tonight we're going to review Steel Cock. Uh, I mean Steel Cock, with our fearless leader, the flaccid one who fought so hard and fought with such bravado, it made me so hot and horny, you know what I'm saying? And then we're also going to be talking about Ragnarok. Oh boy, I can't even get that off my mind. But I want to talk about Ragnarok as well. Come on now, let's join in. What's up, everyone? This is Liam from Broken Arrow Events with me tonight on the podcast number 21, part one. This will be a two-part podcast for the month of September, but I have the one and only Michael Ferrucci. Say what's up, Mike. Hey, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? So we're going to go over what happened this past weekend at Steel Cog. Oh, Steel Cog 4, right? Yeah, yeah. the expats. Yeah, man. Um, it was a pretty fun event. Really basic. Uh, green versus tan, which people can even follow that. But, you know, one side one side wore armbands. We kind of kept it. Um, I would, you know, you know, looking back on it, I guess it's unfair to say, like, I would say, what, 75%, 75% of the people wore the correct uniform. I have to say at least 75%, and, you know, most of them listened, and, you know, at least went on the event page and paid attention to at least half the rules, so. Yeah, yeah, I would say, um, and we, the numbers were good, it was like over 100 people. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think we were pushing 150, or I think it was something like, like that. It was 130 yeah, it was or something. It was 130, but you know yeah. what? Even during this pandemic, we still, you know, had a good crowd that just was willing to play, yeah. and you know what? I'm just glad that you all came out and joined us, you know, that's, that's the most important thing. Right. I mean, this is our, our least serious event that we do. Um, so obviously, like, if you ever come to one of these, don't take it too serious. Like, I mean, the main protagonist of the of the series is called Flaccid Snake. You know, um, so yeah, like it's 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 idiotic, but it's pretty fun if you're following the story, which we are going to go over the story a little bit. You know, a little bit uh, later on. But we'll go over the results, which we re- like. I really design my events to not really have like points or point system. Right. But for this event, we tried it. We you know we, we just kind of like a general like gist of like who won, who lost. Like I personally feel if you come from the event smiling, you won. Like yeah. whether you got your ass kicked all weekend thinking or thinking that you lost, but like you came out like I really don't keep score. Yeah, there's a lot of plot twists that went on. I mean, yeah. Especially yeah. once you started reading those clipboards. So. Yeah, well, uh, Fruchi and I reviewed all the uh, results, like the the timestamps that we're doing, and then we reviewed what missions mm-hmm. were success. Uh, were, uh, we reviewed what missions were a success for each side. Um, yeah, it was like close. It was close, man. It, it was, was really much close. closer than we expected, but you know, it was still a hell of a fight. And I was gonna say, like, honestly, this felt like a mixture. I mean, obviously, you know. 
what we do is based off of Metal Gear Solid, basically. Please don't sue us. Yeah. Um, but honestly, it felt like Metal Gear Solid storyline with Battlefield. I mean, just the way you know, yeah. we captured the points and everything. I mean, yeah, we had a little bit of fun with the with the clipboards, the the, the, the magic balls, especially the one you put in the toilet. Yeah, the snake um, balls, yep. Yeah, I mean, so that's how I took it as. And that's why I personally enjoyed it very much. Well, I mean, this series, every... Every part of the series, we've added one more element to it. Like so, at Steel Cog Three, yeah, we had we added the bounty cards. We yep. had the, the you know the players with the bounty cards. Yep. This time we added the timesheets to you know specific points around the right. field. Um, it was somewhat of a success. I think most guys, at least the staff, you know, we, we let staff be basically the bounty cards and the, the you know they're they're like the VIPs right. HVTs to like right. capture the points and still be uh, lootable you know with cards and stuff like that um, it was pretty successful I think most players got it they they understood what you know what the point of it yeah, was I'm like Steelcock 3 you know when I when I got hit we did have a couple players that were like yo give me your left arm. I was, you know, I yes. was, I, I had a small spot, like, all right, there, at least some people are paying attention to the rules rather than, you know, previous game where I'm lying on the ground and I see like seven or eight tan guys just walking around me. I'm like, you, you do realize I got something right here that yeah. gets you some points yep. and helps you out later in the game. Yep. But okay, it's all right. Yep. But, you know, it, it was, it, it was just good. And also, we, I know we gave it to other, you know, like the machine gunners, like Show This and Rob. Mm -hmm. You know, we gave them bounty cards. So we kind of like spread it out rather yes. than just, you know, the main characters. But just, you know, the, the second, I won't say secondary, but, you know, the support players. Right. Who, you know, like I said, added another element to the game. So How many cards did you have to give away? I'll give away two. Oh, not bad. Better yeah. than the last... Uh, well, last yeah, I mean, I know. I, I was, you know, giving them out, like, fucking Pokemon cards, you know, yeah. and shit like that. But, you know, I just try to play a little bit smarter and everything. And just, right. you know, like, I know it was different because I was carrying a machine gun. And here I am still, you know, stubborn enough to just go into CQB, you know, into a CQB yeah. village and everything and get lit up, you know, with all that gear and everything. So, I mean, obviously I traveled much lighter this time around. Yeah, as my mercenary character, I think I gave away two. Now, like, I don't give them away from being killed. I give them away from, like, when people do me favors right. or, yeah. like, complete missions. So I gave two away, mm -hmm. um, one to each side. So I yeah. kind of, I kind of like, canceled out, yeah. at least getting cards from me. Mm -hmm. So um, if, from my count, it looked like the cards were a tie yeah. um, from both sides. I think both sides equally got looted. Right. So mm -hmm. that's we'll write that off as a tie. Yeah. The real tiebreaker was um, the the time points. That was yep. the, what broke the tie. The so for completing missions, both both sides were able to capture their secondary spawns early on in the event. So they you know, it was mission complete. Yeah. Um, Sosa. Was able to rescue the drama, and they got to him before Wolfhound did. Mm -hmm. So they they got the extra point for the. Looks like we're in Queens again. Super real. Yeah. But um. Um. Right. So yeah, they. Um, so Sosa got the extra point for that first mission. Mission number two was a tie i mean both sides really just fought for ground um yeah. and it was supposed to set them up for the sec 
I'm sorry, for the third mission, which Sosa was able to complete, and Wolfhound accidentally killed the doctor, so they... Was it accidental, though? I don't know. They were supposed to take him in. Because I know they were... I know... I know we'll talk about it later, but how aggressive Wolfhound was, and I mean, I'm you know I don't want to take it too serious. Oh, Wolfhound was uh, shooting Most, us. Yeah, shooting like, the, they the were Crystal more or less. Yeah, they were like they were playing more of the bad guys than we were. You know, yeah. like you know what? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe there might be a plot twist. Maybe some character change. Who knows? Yeah. Well, we'll get into the story a little in a little yeah. bit. Um, so, Sosa won that one. Mission four again. Sosa won that one. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Wolfhound did not complete their mission. Mission five, Wolfhound was able to to complete their mission. And let me get a refresher. All right. So even though they killed the doctor in earlier missions, the doctor came back to life and they were to escort the doctor for their fifth mission into his lab and get um, his lab work. But there was also research samples hidden in the, in the graveyard that they did not get. So they only were able to get one point from that mission. Um, Sosa didn't get any points from that mission. It was a two-point mission. They just didn't, they couldn't get, couldn't get it done. Right. Mission six was the big battle at the end, at the end of the event in Centra. But Sosa seemed to have their shit together a little more. Right. And they were able to get into Centra and extract Big Bay. Basically, it was whoever got to Big Bay first, there was a Fraggle mission to escort him out of the... to basically protect him and escort him out of the AO. And then the other side had to hunt him. Um, So Snake took uh, Big Bay and one of his henchmen out. We hid in the woods with Sosa and Wolfhound hunted for us. And by 4 o'clock, they were able to extract, so um, Sosa got points for that. The thing is, so for the mission, Sosa won that part. Right. But the, the capture points, Wolfhound won by a lot. Right. So final tally was that Wolfhound won by literally one point. Like yep. one, one item completed. Yeah, that was, uh, like I said, tightly contested. I... Uh... You know, I mean, there's nothing else to really say about that. I mean, like, if we, we tried to get every, you know, as many points possible, just certain things we just came up short in. You know, yeah. Just... But, you know, the thing, too, is, like, you can't really look at this as, like, yo, I lost the game, I won yeah, the game. Yeah. This is really setting this the stage for the next event. Oh, so, yeah. like, think about it. Wolfhound captured all the points in Pansy Bar, so there's nothing to fight for in Pansy Bar anymore. Right. So we'll move to another island, and then it's like, all right, well... Big Bay ended the the event with Snake, so how do we start the next event? Now, Mike said, he's like, you know, while we were talking about it when we were hiding, Mike's like, man, no one even gives a shit. You probably just have fucking Big Bay back doing what you were doing, and no one's even going to notice or care. But I'm like, I noticed and care. I wanted to, like, at least there be some kind of a story, right. not just, like, a stupid pickup game with no purpose or... So, um, so the story goes on and it's basically I think we're going to kind of play into that Wolfhound is going to splinter off and kind of be more bad so Pistol Panther I think is going to evolve into a new character Mm. Um, and and, you know part of this is too is like for some reason we always struggle to get fucking 
10 signups. Yeah. It was it was like four to one odds to, to you know based on the, the sign up, the registration. Right. So we gotta make Pistol Panther and Wolfhound cooler. So that's we're gonna play into the story and work that into the story to make them cooler. Right. Um, yeah. I kind of have a few ideas mm-hmm. of uh, making Wolfhound cooler or sound cooler. I mean, unfortunately, like anything with like mercenary in the name like makes it cooler. So it's like so or, so whack. But um, Wolfhound is going to evolve into something new. Yeah, and it will be revealed soon enough, like the next right. one, the next event. Um, whether or not Big Bay in the Crystal Cats Mercenary Company start as allies to to Sosa or not, we'll have to you know we'll, kind of we'll, we'll have to see and find out till next week's episode. Right now, so um, little did everyone know, but part of the story was that the Crystal Cats Mercenary Company. If you notice, a lot of the bounties were bringing stuff to the Crystal Cats Mercenary Company. Right. And the one thing everyone forgot to, to turn into, which we didn't count, were the snake balls. No one yep. turned the snake balls. But there are other research items that were brought into the Crystal Cats Mercenary Company. So there's some there's some angle that Big Bay is doing by like buying out all this stuff. Like, is he building an army of his own? Is he trying to be a world player? We'll find out as as Maybe the series goes. Maybe a possible third faction. Right. Um, that was that was in play for this one. We just didn't get enough people. I think right. I think for this series, it's just gonna be too confusing, man. But we're gonna open it up. I think we're gonna open it up to more role players. Like role players can be on the Crystal Cats Mercenary Company. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll start playing right. into that. Um, but story wise, so Big Bay escaped the island of Pansy Bar. With Sosa, mm-hmm. um, really, I would say like in past events, it like ended up like Sosa dying to the last man. Yeah. It didn't happen this time. Like I think pretty much everyone escaped. Yeah. So technically, Snake's army is stronger coming into. Oh yeah, we're like, stronger than yeah. ever. Yeah. So they'll they'll start the event next the next event Who with like some bonuses. Um, Wolfhound is definitely going to change. Um, I'm thinking more of like someone going rogue kind of thing. So we'll 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 see. We'll see. Maybe Pistol Panther has gone rogue and you know. maybe he was sick and tired of how Wolfhound just ignored his orders basically. And yes, just, you know. Did yes. Thing. He, he was wants... tired of being a government fucking pawn. You know? Exactly. So um yeah, he's it's gonna it's gonna evolve into something, but you know, stay tuned. I believe we're gonna try to do one of these in the winter, maybe January or February. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna be fucking cold. It's gonna be a cold one, so we'll do like something in like Antarctica or whatever. Uh, like take place in Antarctica, Antarctica something, something okay. weird. Arctic Circle. Yes, or, or yeah, or something like that. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows? I mean, the, the, oh, it could be in the mountains of Japan, for God's sake. Right. Uh, yeah. Like, so we we don't know. I mean, I guess it makes sense that we would go down to Antarctica because it's right in South. It took place in South Africa. Yeah. So we can go like down to. Yeah, we could. I mean, but who knows? Maybe there might be some other random ass location that we don't even think of. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, overall the event went really well. I think it it was pretty smooth. Like we we kind of have it down to a science. There are a few things. That we could do better, that the staff talked about. Um, 
I think the the check in the checking with Zulu was good. That was good. Um, yeah. We we forgot. I think we got to just get rid of uh, medic rules, and it's like you die, go back to the spawn. Because, I know. I knew. Because too many guys were either um, self healing, buddy healing, um, tapping, not using tourniquets. So, for that was the problem because the, the the medics. I know. I know it was our. I was, I right. Or, or at one point, I think one team had all the medics leave. There yeah. were no medics on the field. So we got to really. We uh, revamped those medic rules and everything, so nobody. I mean, I get it. I know I I, pl- I was guilty of playing God for a bit because, like I said, we lost our medics. So how else are we going to heal? I, what I think we're going to do is replace medics with um, one of the bounty guys will be a um, a roaming respawn. That's a uh, that that so, with how that works is you still it's still like. A thing where you can't really cheat it. You have to like be smart about it, right. and and, uh, and I there's got to be a little bit of a training behind it. Um, probably a probably a staff member will do it first to show like how how we're gonna do it. I guess that's the thing. Not to interrupt you, but who's willing to not play? You know, I guess not play. Look, you you are a player, but you're right. it's primarily a defensive role because you're roaming with the horde, right? And then you're like, all right, like let's say let's say everyone holds up in the in the, the mosque town. Yeah. You're not sitting in the mosque town like they're holding up like, yo, there's a spawn, just come out of the nether. No, yeah. you're gonna like take a step outside of the, the the town, away from the fighting, and be like, all right, this is the spawn. So you are you are technically fighting because you're gonna be defending your spawn. Yeah, you're you're yeah, you're walking spawn beacon. Right. Yeah. So right. it I think one of the staff guys, I don't know what I, it it's it's uh I don't know. Well, like we, that's something we have to work on. Yeah, it's something, like, you know, serious consideration. I mean, well, I guess that's the thing, too. I mean, it's a basic pick of games, so we're not going to take it that serious. But it is nice. I mean, I can only speak for myself as one of the leaders. Come up to us and tell us, hey, I know we, we can't always be around, but at least let it be known that you're leaving. So we just don't go out there thinking, oh, where's our medics, this, that. And yeah. Um, lunch was definitely a problem. A lot of people went for lunch. It makes me rethink that. Unfortunately, like maybe we have to break for lunch so we can just control that yeah. element. Like it's like, all right, we'll break for forty-five minutes. So the meetings, like we're there, and like just go like getting people because because like you wait any you wait an hour it becomes two-hour lunch, and then you're like the game's over. Right? Right. Like we don't want that. And I think that's the thing too. A lot, it made the game a little bit fractured last weekend because. Oh, dude, by 12.30, we lost half the field. Yeah. And then there were guys just trickling back in, trying to figure out what was going on. They were like, That's the then problem. they became lone wolves. Like, I know. And I was trying to gather up as many of them as possible to like re, 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 refocus where they had to go and everything. I know. And, I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not complaining. It's just, it's just the nature of it is. I mean, I know we like to play our games straight through, no breaks. But you know what? Every event that we host, I, what I do like about it, sometimes you do change it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Vietnam. You know, I know yeah. we'll talk about Ragnarok in a little while, but that has its own different flavor to it. I mean, right. So, but, so what are you thinking? Maybe let uh, for the future one, we will just break for lunch. I think there is. There should be a break for lunch. It, I wouldn't mind it in the fact that I can kind of like rally all the fucking 
staff members and kind of do like a little powwow. Like, all right, guys, what's working, what's not? Exactly. Let's adjust for the second half of the event. So, well, then I absolutely agree. I mean, yeah. I think there's a lot of positives to take from Steel Cog this time around compared to last year. You know, last year. So I mean, thankfully there was nothing too dramatic. You know, no pun intended with my name, but no, there no, there really wasn't. Any issues? I think, I think we had a good crowd. Like we, we had, had a good crowd. The player base was a good, good like, crowd. Like I said, there was no nobody in particular that stood out for the worst or anything. You know, it was a smooth time. Most people were smiling. Of course, being that's a typical green versus tan, of course you had people who didn't call their hits. I mean, but that's one of the mill. So, but other than that, nothing that you know was worth worrying over. And like I said, everybody basically just came back. You know, with you know. With a smile, or at least a smirk, because at least they got to play. And like I said, it just felt normal. Like nobody was, you know, worrying about social distance. I mean, you know, and all that stuff. Like it just felt like an average day mm-hmm. of yep. airsoft. Yeah. So yeah, it was. That's good. all I'll say about that. It was, yeah, it was good to get out of there, get out there. I mean, even though it was, it was about a month from when we did uh, coaches. Yeah. But yeah, like. Honestly, man, like I'm not gonna lie, like you, like I still miss working on coaches. That, well, that, so like doing these events is like cool and all, and like like I enjoy it still. But it's like I, um, I'm definitely like looking forward to next year's yeah, but, uh, coaches. But to do those events, we gotta like well, yeah. do these type of you know we gotta do these type of events to go, you know get our name out there, and we're really raising up funds. So, uh, you know, we're happy to do it. I hope people enjoy it, really. I really, I mean, most people, like, I didn't get any complaints. Usually, usually you get, like, complaints. Um, like, some some events you get more complaints than you do, like, right. like pe- even though, like, the majority of the people enjoy themselves, like, usually hear the squeaky wheels, you know. Yeah. But I, a lot of people came back to me and said that the event was fun. Right. And that they'll uh, uh, be back for the next one we do. Like I said, like... I'll be honest, guys. Like this is like if we were like uh, Ford. This is like our like Ford Fiesta of products. No, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. it's like it's not <laughs> like don't expect much. It's it's you know it's we still put an effort into Ford it. Like, Fiesta. We still but no, we still put like an effort into it. Like it's nice, but it's like it's not our bread and butter. Like 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 the Mustang or right. It's not going to be like uh, like our big Vietnam event. Well, yeah. Um, so, like, I get nervous that like it re- I don't want it to like reflect our no, quality, but I, and that's why that's why like I really want to put like even if people are getting it or care, it's still there. Like that quality right. is still there. Right. It's but just it's a stupid. Should, I mean, here's game, the thing: you know? Steel Cog shouldn't reverberate to what we represent with with our Vietnam events. So let's just be honest. Like right. I mentioned about the different flavors. You know, I know we got so many freaking you know metaphors and shit going on right now, but like, you know. We have every event should be different that way. It shouldn't be held to the same standard. Right. I mean, we have our top tier event, we have our mid tier event, and then we have you know the quality control event. You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it shouldn't you know like I said, it shouldn't have to be the same flavor. I mean, we got you know everything from strawberry to rocky road. Yeah. We got a flavor for everybody, you know. We got you know something for the hardcore Milson crowd. We got something for your basic, you know, weekend warrior types, you right. know. Right. So, I mean, in that aspect, you know, we basically have it all. I mean, and and, every, and especially I like the bridge that we have with our mid tier events, you know. Again, obviously in particular with Ragnarok. 
Yes, but Ragnarok is really trying to be um, one of our top tier. It's probably, it's, I want it to be as top tier in line with our Vietnam event as reasonable. Like, I don't want people to go out to go out and buy, like, the exact plate carrier that the VDF would have been issued and the helmet. Like, like the standards are there. Like, just, just get, like, reach that, like, the minimum of that, and it, it's there. So, like, I guess in a, in a way it is a mid to, to top tier right. event that we're doing, but it really is aimed to be a top tier event. Right. And, you know, we can start talking about that now. The purpose of these standards and guidelines and, like, restrictions is to really get you used to that culture of what we do for our Vietnam events. Like, right. Like, get used to, like, yo, I got to follow fucking rules. Right. Like, this isn't just show up and do whatever you want. And, like, the thing is, I look at that as the guys who take the time to do the research of what we put out there, read all the, the documentation that we have, listen to the podcast that we're, we're, we have right now. Um, you show up with the correct stuff, like, we probably don't have to worry about you. We don't right. have to worry about you going rogue, being, you know, being your own player and caring only about yourself. Like, it, it, at the end of the day, it's like following the rules and, and following the standards that we have in place, like, it's for the collective. I think, but here's, I think this is the, I think this is part of the Bay way. And I think I may have mentioned this, or we may have talked about it in a previous, con, con, you know, uh, previous podcast, because I know my memory's kind of shot. Mm-hmm. But I think the Bay way is structure. It has to be. And that's what it comes down to. It's not so much, like you were mentioning, trying to be anal. It's just being, it's a different style of, you know, get being involved with Airsoft. When, excuse me. So when you have, when you have events where, like I said, you have Steel Cog, where anything goes. And, you know... You can have mismatched items. You can have, you know, Rothko Tigers and then have an M81 wood, like, you know, or just right. a brown shirt. Right. Nobody would care. As long as you listen to those. But you see, you're talking about gear. That, that like, even the, the structure even carries over to the, the command structure all the way down well, to. Well, yeah, I was going to get to that. Yeah, right. yeah keep talking. You know, sorry. Um, I, I was, you know, as I was saying, with the gear, you start off with that in the very, even on our lowest tier event, because it gives you some idea. So if you really like, like you were saying, if you really like those events, then you're going to try the other ones, and you realize, well, that control is going to be more prevalent because now you're going to be involved with more serious games with more serious players. Right. Like it's not going to be some some twelve year old with that came with his dad or whatever. Right. You're going to be dealing with normally above the age of twenty five up until sixty five with yeah. certain players who take this game a lot more serious and they're not going to tolerate some sort of you know uh, 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 casual player attitude. They want you to be just as involved as them. Now, I might, it might, it might sound a little intimidating at first, but if you get yourself immersed, you know, immersed into what our events are about, then you're not going to even think about it. You're just going to react. Yep. yep. And, and that's why, for me, that's why I always enjoyed you know, Ragnarok. I mean, of course, you know, for me personally, as you've already recorded, you know, Vietnam events are you know, the top of the list for me. 
Right. I mean, nothing will ever top that. No, it's it, those events but, have ruined airsoft for me. You know, like, but Ragnarok to me, if I were to exclude Vietnam, Ragnarok is deaf because it's something different. It's not just op four versus American. Like we made yeah. at least we made up a you know a little country, and you know we have. I, honestly, I like the sort of Viking esque you know enemies that we have. I honestly think that's awesome as hell. Yeah. I mean, it, it's nothing too. Far-fetched. It's something, like I said, pretty damn original. Like, I'll, I'll be honest, I never even thought of that even in a video game. You know, you yeah. really had, like... I mean, unless someone could correct me and, you know, message us or whatever on Discord or Facebook or Instagram. And, but having that sort of enemy and they dress up in the fur coats mixed in with, you know, certain, like, like, like the way O'Donnell dresses. You right. know, like, that's cool, you know. But, but you know, the thing that was, like, um, even the... the you know, to build on what you're saying is we've built and we've created this world, you know, yeah. and even like all those, all the op four, they're still following a guide that would be historically accurate for that region. Yeah. You know, that you're not just going to see some like, even the op four are showing up with like whatever the hell they want. Like they're following guides as well. So like everyone's is on the same page, even the op four who were there for the event, they're there for your entertainment. They're still following the guides to be, like, you know, the Viking, the Viking. They're almost like a Viking they're, IRA jihadi. Yeah, they're group. a very aggressive enemy, and that's why I really like the Ragnarok events, and not just because I'm involved with you guys as staff, but just in general because they're a very aggressive enemy. They have very good players. I mean, yeah, I know. I'm sure Van Ness already signed up to be Van Ness. If he goes, is actually going to be VDF. No kidding. Yeah. I don't know. I liked him better as. Uh, I know, but I, th- I what I think we're gonna play off on that is the dynamic of CJ as platoon leader and John as platoon mm-hmm. sergeant. Okay. So, because they were really good at uh, coaches, I felt. Um, oh yeah, no, absolutely. So they're gonna they're gonna uh, um, they're kind of gonna play onto that. I'm uh, I me personally, I'm still undecided what I'm gonna do. I'm probably gonna be more of like a. Um, like an ad, like admin role, like I'll probably, I probably will. You'll probably see me in both VDF uniform and um, uh, as a Fang, you know, as an Op Four. Right. Uh, and you probably see me as a villager at some point. Like I'll, <laughs> I'll be, I'm gonna be all over the place. Oh boy. Uh, I probably will run the event behind the scenes as Op Four this time around. We're gonna try it that way. Um, I felt that the op four for the last one ran a little rampant. Like, I personally felt like like I was trying to like be like you guys are are not where you're supposed to be kind of thing. And so I'm like, all right, let me let me go back. And that's not even to say anything. Like they they didn't do a bad job. Like well, don't get me wrong. Like Steve uh, Cardell, he was great um, as a fang. He's like he's one of the original fangs. He's yeah. you know he he gets it. Um, it's just not easy. Like. Like executing my will, you know, when I'm tr- when, right, like what's like, in my head. So I think it might be easier to do it from the fangs. We'll see. Um, if it sucks, I could always just switch back. Uh, I'm not uh, like I'm. I'm not going to probably be in the front lines on the front lines yeah, as a fang be, anyway. Be, so yeah, I mean, behind the, the behind the curtain, basically. Right. Right. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, 
Yeah, but I would like to see, you know, like, I know, like you said, Van Ness is going to, but like I said, I would like to see certain people back as Fang. Like I mentioned already, Mike, you know. Mike's um, going, Penn's going. Oh, right, uh, Penn, good. Todd know. is coming back. Fang. All right, and Todd's Fang, right? Yeah. All right, yeah. Roman would be a Fang. See, even better, because I like all those guys to be Fang. You know, like I said, it adds, it adds that, you yeah. know, like I said, that flavor to it with, with those characters and everything. Right. Well, like I said, event, you know, like I said, it would have been awesome to have Ness on that side and just really have a dedicated enemy. I think that's what makes our breaks, especially our events, when you have a dedicated opposite. Yes, and he, dude, he loves being up for it. He oh, loves yeah, it. He loves. I just looked at like I always, I always got to look at what I think is for the betterment of the events. Like even when people question me or question my command, you know, from other events, you got to like realize like. I'm, I have everyone's best interest in mind, and yes, John would be a fantastic Fang. He is a proven good Fang. He's done it now okay. two events for us. He's mm-hmm. he's great. Um, but based on my experience with him from Cochise, which was our like that's like our event that we we take no chances with, right? Like so, and he was fantastic with that. Like he was a great platoon sergeant, and I think we're gonna have a lot of guys similar to that second platoon. Going to the the event this time with SVDF, so I think he he's that guy we need for that for that. Absolutely, well, I just hope all those guys can come by. Even the people that I haven't mentioned who know who they are, you know, please sign up because this is going to be a lot of fun up in GZA. Yeah, and yeah. it's definitely going to be worthwhile. Um, I'm excited for it, and it's, um, yeah, it, dude, it's my it's it's my. Like I said, I put a lot of work into it. Like, yeah, it's well, one of my like I said, biggest... excluding Vietnam, it's your favorite event that you've created. Definitely, definitely, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, of course, there's going to be other ideas that we're going to throw down the pipe eventually. Right. But right. you know what? For now, Ragnarok, and I'm glad we've resurrected Ragnarok because yeah, we rebooted it. Um, I'm not going to lie with all what we just said. It it is on the verge of possibly being dead again. Uh, just because I. We're like Fruchi and I have been really stressing on like the what you say the structure and the right. control. Yeah. Like if it doesn't happen, it, um, if it doesn't happen this time around the way I always envision this series to go, I just I feel that a we don't have the the willpower to do it and or we just don't have the the, the means to do it yet. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it just instead of me like being frustrated as hell after the event because it just yeah. didn't reach the, the, the heights that I wanted it to. I know. I'm just going to move on to something. Well, I know the uh, last one we had, you know, I, I know it took quite a bit out of you and I saw it on, you know, on your face when, when right. we left the field. And, and yeah, um, and you know, for the most part, guys did come correct. They actually did wear all the, un- they were good with their uniforms. Well, yeah, it's just I mean, the, and I know if you listen to the previous podcast there, folks, I mean, we did have obviously quite a bit to say, you know, yeah. but, you know the negatives, of course, which we won't dive into. Right. Um, um, so there, so guys who go in VDF, this is really a shout out to you guys. Follow the the restrictions we put on, like follow the guides. We will turn people away, like we have for Vietnam, or we we've corrected them. Um, honestly, for Vietnam, everyone we've never had to turn anyone away. We really just corrected. We even had like a few guys who came with the wrong stuff, and we've we've um, we've had, we've helped them out and corrected them. But yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> But for this, like, yeah, like, obviously, like, you got to, you know, it, at a bare minimum, you need the helmet. 
the correct uniform, the plate carrier, and the AR rifle. That's really it. Like, there's not that's not hard to, to achieve. That's what we don't get like all the pushback on. I know guys like hate wearing helmets. Like, like it. You're you're representing a standing army. You're going to be issued a, a helmet. Um, so we we we're gonna um, supply scrim and netting and stuff like that. So everyone will have like it's the same bushy helmet. So like they'll look somewhat more uniform. Right. Uh, you know, I'll show everyone how to do it. You know, as the event uh, is, you know, getting ready as we're getting ready, uh, um, we're you know we're doing it a little different this time around. Remember, we're starting on Friday night, which yep. is going to be pretty cool. I think, like you know, night insertion into the AO, and we'll be fighting all day Saturday, which like it's going to be a marathon, man. Like it's like it's like a little it's it actually might be tougher than what. Um, Com Duck was. Well, yeah, uh, Com Duck, we started at Friday morning and then we fought. No, I mean, excuse me, Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Yeah. We fought from the start, and even not even five minutes in, we already had a heavy, you know. You took casualties. We had, you know, we took contact immediately. I know this, this is definitely going to be different because, you know, a lot of us you know, are going to be coming home from work realistically, yeah. so a lot of us are going to be beat. Then we're going to come to this event. We may not even just be in the best of mindsets, or even the best of shape, just to. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you know the thing too is you know I want people to show up. Uh, obviously Friday night, you're going to have time to get there, load up, and rest. Like if you get there by like seven o'clock on Friday, you'll have time to like chill out for a bit. You're not like it's not like a regular airsoft game where you're like rushing to get ready. You're, like you show up at eight o'clock and the game starts at ten, right? And you're rushing and getting yeah. brief like. It's all, it's going to be, like, like show up, like, the earliest, earlier the better on Friday, and get your, all your stuff ready, um, but you'll have time to, like, take a nap before you go out, um, yeah. and the guys who haven't, who have never done events like this, you do have time to, like, take naps, but the part of the experience is, like, you know, you're awake for a long time, just like a, in a real battle right, that we're well, mimicking. Well, just like what we did at Coaches with the overnight OPs. Yeah, know? yeah. So. Yeah. And it's, like I said, this is really a taste to, like, a taste that we have. Well, no, what's the word? We want to provide a, a taste of what our Vietnam is. Yeah, it's a small are. sample of what, we, what we're going to do. More well, more so with our Vietnam events. I'm not saying we can't do it with other events, but right. this is how we go about it, and this is this is the taste that you're gonna get. And hope hopefully you like it. If you don't, well, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, uh, go you know, go to some other mediocre event. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Fair. So um, yeah, we'll talk about gear and stuff in the next one. Yeah. Uh, the next podcast, which is will be the part two, which we'll do next week. And a lot of us are busy. Uh, this is a, it was actually surprisingly busy this month. Uh, so we're gonna uh, come back with another podcast. So we'll do like I said, two for September. Right. But um, yeah, that's really. I mean, that's really it for for me for for this one. Right. Fruit, you got anything else for you, bro? No, I got nothing else to say, man. Yeah, we'll save for, uh, for save, next week. We'll save it for the next one. Yeah, Absolutely. man. So yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, this is Liam. And your boy Ferrucci. See you around, ladies and gentlemen. You want to do a little uh, sling blade sign off? Mm, hopefully, the guys enjoyed it mm, as much as I did. Mm. Oh, man, 
I just can't wait to see all you good people next week. You know, you know what the best part is? He, it's the voice is good, but his face just becomes Billy Bob Thornton as somebody. Oh, now you're doing, now you're being a fucking creep. You always gotta turn into a creep, Ferrucci. Two, one. Howdy there, boys and girls. Yes, you want to know the Herbert. On tonight's podcast, we're gonna be talking about fun things like steel cock and cock. But anyway, we're gonna be talking about other things too. Like Ragnarok and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Plus some other goodies that Liam has in store. It's gonna be a real ride. <laughs> Howdy there, boys and girls. It's me, Herbert, and we're gonna be talking about Steel Cock tonight. I mean Steel Cock. Plus our fearless leader, mm, the flaccid one. Fuck. Don't come correct, I'm gonna find you.